good few years ago now, there was a guy in my community, he had just joined. So he says to his director, um, Father, how long will Holy Hour be today? I'm just gonna let you ponder that one. Today, I wanted to talk to you about making a holy hour, how you do it, what it is. So obviously, enough, first up, it's an hour and it's holy. <laughs> Typically, a holy hour is done in the context of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. You kind of make it part of your, your, your commitment, your life, your schedule, that you're gonna take an hour. Often, it would be an hour in a week. For some people from my community, we do an hour every day. We make that happen. That's, that's that and the Mass are the two kind of anchors of our day. Yeah, just, just first and foremost, to be with him. Why, why an hour? What's, what's up with that? Well, in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the life of Jesus, right before he is captured and goes through his passion, he, of course, has, has just instituted the Eucharist at the Last Supper, and then he goes with his disciples, and especially his three closest, into the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and he goes into a private space and prays. And he asks, especially his three closest, Peter, John, and James, to wait and to pray with him for an hour. And he comes back to them and they're all asleep and he, he berates them and says, could you not pray with me? Could you not wait with me even one hour? And that is the, the, the source of this giving him an hour. So what might this look like? A lot of people who haven't done a holy hour are terrified. An hour of silence. What would I do? What possibly could occupy me? I'll go mad. So there can be just practical thoughts and fears around how to spend an hour with, with Jesus because he doesn't tend to say much in terms of audible conversation, right? He's very, very quiet. So how could we spend this hour? Firstly, you don't have to necessarily start with an hour. It's, it's, very, it's a tradition, but it also could maybe be something you could aim at. So to start with a half hour or even less if it's too, too much for you and to build up to it. But to aim at it, it's, it's, a, it's a good target and it's a good chunk of time that sort of fits once you're able for it. It's a good idea to start with maybe a little bit of a warm up so you don't have to go you know, straight into silence. You could uh, take maybe 10 minutes just to calm yourself, Whatever you've come from, just to, to be able to set that aside and any fears, worries, concerns, be able to make, maybe think of those and, and remember they'll be there when you get back. Almost like uh, taking a book and putting it on the shelf. You could take all these worries and thoughts and just close that book for a little bit, put it on the shelf, calm your mind, calm your body, and really try to be present. It's also good to remember and to make acts of faith in the reality that this really is Jesus. So you've just stepped off the street into this church and Jesus is really there. I find it helpful to imagine him standing there or even sitting on the altar or whatever helps. And many of the saints would do the same thing. They would use their imagination. They'd use their, the faculties of their soul, their, their will, their intellect to, to, uh, to help them as much as possible become aware and conscious and believing in the fact that the, Jesus is really here. Because when your imagination engages with that, then your whole being can. To fill up the rest of your hour once you're, you feel you're ready to really engage with prayer, you pray as you usually do. So if you've started doing some meditation. I'd encourage you to, to do that. If you have a book that you're doing that with or, or a, a Bible to do Lexio meditation with, then, then do that. Bring that along and do it for as long as you're used to doing it. If you can expand that a little bit, great. I love to use a, a journal and to write. Very simply, I'll just uh, imagine I'm writing a letter to Jesus because sometimes it's hard for me to, even if I'm imagining him being in front of me, to talk to him and have a full conversation that doesn't last, or that lasts more than 20 seconds. But writing a letter to him, I find really, really helpful. You could also read, bring a, 
something to some spiritual reading in there just to read a little bit until something touches your heart and then move from the reading and from being maybe touched or inspired into talking to him about it again the same way you could write that out you could speak that out not out loud if there's other people in the chapel some people who find it helpful will even listen to some music some prayerful music some gregorian chant or some other kind of of uh, christian music that they find helps them to pray it shouldn't be a form of escape or wallpaper music just something that really will help you to pray and again i would advise you that you use it somewhat similar to a book spiritual book that you would use it in so far as it will help you pray if it's not helping you pray or if it's a bit of an escape then stop it and come back to just being in his presence and praying in a way that does help other ways to pray that are very typical in adoration is to take a time for thanksgiving list the things you're grateful for and then with each of them pause and talk to him express to him your gratitude it doesn't just mean you know oh thanks for this and this and this and this and this I don't read a list to him actually engage with him as a he's really there he's really a person don't treat him as a thing that's quite insulting treat him as a person because he is and the more you will act towards him as a person the more he will become a person the more you you will realize in your body and your mind and your soul will really absorb this reality like he is real he is here he loves me and he wants to hear the stuff about my life so acts of thanksgiving and gratitude really really powerful maybe take a time of repentance examine your conscience when was the last time you did that really well go through if you have an examination of conscience you usually use or if you're conscious of the area that you often fall in think back over your day or your week and bring those to him and then at the end make an act of contrition as you would in uh, in mass or in confession you could spend some time during your hour interceding. So think of the people, the situations, and the places that are on your heart and in your mind uh, that you want to pray for. And take a little bit of time just lifting them up to him. Talk to him about them. And just as I would with a real person, because it's a real person, Jesus present in the Eucharist. I'll say it again, because I'll, I'll talk, i go in more on it. Jesus, please touch their heart right now and bless them. Let them know you. Thank you for them, Lord. Let them know you. I linger in it. Now, don't rush this. Linger in it. And what I find is when I pray that way, I really have a sense of God listening. I have a sense even of, of there's some sort of movement of my heart, the sense of movement of his heart, that he loves to hear this. He wants their conversion far more than you do. He loves when his children ask for things, especially for other people. So you could spend a little bit of time with, with intercession. And then you can also just adore. What does it mean to adore somebody? Well, think of if you've ever held a baby in your arms and, you know, you have that experience of thinking of them as adorable. Okay, that's the basic movement of adoration. It's to see something that's truly beautiful and wonderful and just to kind of pour out your heart. As St. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians, almost like your spirit is groaning within you that you have like, words can't really describe the experience of true adoration and so too to take that human experience and then move it into the spiritual experience of being in jesus presence imagining that he's really present because he is you might say holding the reality in your imagination and then reacting appropriately in an adoring way. Those are some of the ways that I pray in adoration. Other people do this sort of thing for their holy hour. Really encourage you, consider making this a regular part of your life. It is different praying in your room and praying in the presence of Jesus. Even though he hears us and he is everywhere by his power and his knowledge and his effects, 
He is not everywhere sacramentally, truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That is only true in Catholic churches, and it is an unbelievable gift. So I really encourage you to make this part of your life. It is so worth it. It is life-changing. It is really beautiful. God bless you.